0: Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Harditz, and people, we have made it to the offseason. Maybe that means some of you will, you know, be following these other sports uh, and whatnot, baseball, basketball, the likes of that. Not here, not here at PFF. We cover football 365 days a year, even if the fantasy football season sometimes sleeps, we're still looking ahead for edges for next season. So I am pleased to announce that we will be doing a 32 for 32 series, one beat writer from every single NFL team over the next 32 days, trying to get everyone as caught up as possible ahead of what figures to be. And offseason, filled with QB movement, and much more uh, around the league. So starting things off with a look at the San Francisco 49ers, a very special guest to help me accomplish that task. That is Rob Guerra, 49ers writer, podcast host, and producer for SB Nation. Rob, thank you for the time, man, happy offseason.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. appreciate it.
0: Yes, sir. And you can all follow Rob on Twitter at Stats on Fire. Truly, the stats and tweets are consistently on fire. I've been a longtime <laughs> follower and enjoy of Rob and everything he brings to the table from the 49ers and just general NFL perspective. So what we're going to do with these podcasts, you know, uh, shorter nature 15, 20 minutes. I want to go through the three team needs for the 49ers. Got a quick gut feel round where I'm going to throw some, you know, just kind of longer term questions at Rob. And we'll get him out of here with a bold offseason take. So without further ado, Rob, what is your first team need for the 49ers entering this offseason?
1: Well, they don't seem to see it as a need, but I do. The first team need is quarterback. Look, they've got a guy in Jimmy Garoppolo who cannot stay on the field. And even when he does stay on the field, he's inconsistent at best. And you can talk about all the quarterback wins they have when he's there, which is true, but he's actually missed more games than he's won. You cannot have that when you are in a Super Bowl window. We saw how the 49ers look when their quarterback, their starting quarterback is not on the field. So I think quarterback is, number one, their biggest need this offseason for sure. Number two, if I had to pick another one, I would say cornerback. The 49ers basically entire secondary is a free agent except for Jimmy Ward this offseason. So cornerback and safety, really, but really cornerback because Richard Sherman's not going to be back. Jason Verrett was awesome last year but i think he's going to get a huge contract from somebody and given his injury history to me he's got to take the he can't give the 49ers a discount because he just he's got to take as much money as he can get so cornerback or secondary would be number 2 for me and number 3 is edge rusher opposite nick bosa they thought it was going to be d ford he played only 22% of the snaps in 2019 when he was there and he played even less last year and to be honest with his injuries his back/neck Those are not the kind of things that get better. They don't even know if he's going to be able to play at all next season. So edge rusher opposite Nick Bosa is going to be a huge need for them this offseason.
0: Great points all the way around. And I think every single one of those positions, even more on the roster, the biggest thing that comes to mind is injuries that happened this last year. Just on unfor- I mean, you know, we've seen plenty of super bowl hangovers and all that. The 49ers didn't even have a chance to get hungover. They were just, you know, already out of out of bounds of the party pretty much from beforehand. Want to quickly go through these though, because quarterback I'm with you, man. Look, we've seen Jimmy G be a perfectly fine above average starter, but so much of it seems system-based. I mean, he's, you know, similar to Jared Goff, who you know we just saw traded in that when things are perfect, Hey, Jimmy G can look pretty good. When things break down, not so much. Uh, one of my favorite stats, I think, speaks to, you know just loads to what Kyle Shanahan's been able to do. Jimmy G leads the league in yards per attempt on passes thrown behind the line of scrimmage over the past two seasons. Those pop passes to Debo, whatever it might be. I mean, look, they won two playoff games where he threw 27 total passes. So, Rob, we're recording this on February 1st. We've had some rumors floated out, you know, about Kirk Cousins and other quarterbacks. I know you said they don't think it's a team need. So with that in mind, do you think we ultimately see Jimmy G under center in week one and, you know, playing as long as the health can hold up?
1: Yes, I do. I hate to say it because I'm, like I said, I think they need to make a change, but they clearly don't see the urgency there. They do have other needs. They don't have a ton of draft picks. And I think that they're going to go with Jimmy. They're going to stick it out. They're going to say, look, if we can keep him healthy, he's good enough. And we have so many other needs that we can't give up the resources that it's going to take to either trade for a guy or to trade up in the draft to get one of the big quarterbacks that's going to be available. So I think it's going to be Jimmy under center in 2021, unfortunately.
0: We're going to take a quick break to pay some bills. PFF and Sunday Night Football's Chris Collinsworth is teaming up with one of the best players on and off the field. 49ers All-Pro cornerback Richard Sherman. The Chris Collinsworth Podcast featuring Richard Sherman is available now wherever you find your podcast. They'll provide the most interesting football conversations and sports every single week and sometimes that means the discussion will venture off the field too. Additionally, Chris will be taking a dive into the game of football as he sees it inviting in the best and brightest to talk about everything that is happening in the great game of football. Mark your calendars. You do not want to miss the best 60 minutes of insight this season. Now back to the podcast. No, it makes sense. We get, we always got to battle, you know, what we hope happens with uh what is yes. actually going to happen. So I hear you there. And quickly on uh def- on the defensive side of the ball, I you know wrote down three teams for this. I had cornerback like yourself and edge rusher opposite Bosa uh makes sense as well. But you know, just looking at, you know, go to overthecap.com, looking at you know the 2021 $20, dollars devoted to each position group. The 49ers had the fewest 2021 $20, dollars out of anyone in the league devoted to the cornerback position. I'm with you. Go get freaking paid, Barrett, man. The amount of injuries that he had to deal with, yeah, go get paid. And it sounds like Richard Sherman's even come out and said, you know, nothing against the organization, but he sees them, you know, probably just trying to go a cheaper route. So with that in mind, I mean, even with, uh, you know, some turnover in the coaching staff, do you see the 49ers continuing to prioritize the pass rush and defensive line at the expense of their secondary?
1: It seems that way. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have both said publicly that they believe foundationally you build your team along the line of scrimmage, both offensive line and defensive line. And I don't know what it is about being in the scarlet and gold, but once you come to San Francisco, you don't invest heavily in the secondary. The 49ers have not drafted a cornerback in in the first round who stayed at cornerback since Ahmed Plummer. In 2000, it has literally been two decades since the 49ers spent the first round pick on cornerback. I don't understand it, especially as the game has become such a passing game going forward. But for whatever reason, whoever is running this ship in San Francisco just doesn't see the need to invest there. And at some point that streak has to end, doesn't it?
0: You would think so, man. I mean, look, PFF, we've done a lot of studies on, you know, coverage versus pass rush. And I think uh, the, our main takeaway was that, yes, you know, if you had to pick one or the other, you might be better off investing in the secondary. But hey, if you do have an elite enough pass rush, like we saw with Bosa and, you know, that uh, Super Bowl run certainly does make it easier when your cornerbacks only have to cover for two, two and a half seconds. So I think sometimes, you know, we go either or, okay, it's probably better to have both in a perfect world. Um, all right. So only, I mean, I didn't, I don't disagree with you that they need something to compliment Bosa, but I was looking at that left tackle spot. We have Trent Williams, unrestricted free agent, PFF's number one graded offensive tackle among 59 qualified players. I'm guessing they didn't make that trade to let him be a one and done guy. How high do you you see a potential contract extension going for Trent?
1: I mean, it is going to be It's going to be market rate. Like he has talked about how much he loves San Francisco, which is great. He loves the system. They obviously love him. But he also said at the end of the season, look, there's never been a franchise left tackle that's hit the open market. And I kind of want to see what I'm worth. Well, (laughs) that's bad news for John Lynch and the 49ers. I think he's going to get, I mean, at least 20 million, I would think a year. Like that's, that's the market that he's in. He knows his worth. And when you've got a guy like that who knows his worth, you know, he's not a 25 year old kid. He understands where he is at this point in his career and how important it is to maximize your dollars. So yeah, I think it's going to be 20 million a year, at least for Trent Williams.
0: And that brings back to your original point about quarterback, where even if you want to upgrade from Jimmy G, you got all these other guys waiting in the wings might just happen to vote some of that money elsewhere. All right. Awesome stuff there, Robin. Again, those team, uh, three team needs quarterback, cornerback and pass rush and, you know, make sure you get Trent Williams sewed up as well. Moving on to our gut feel round, Robin, I'm going to lob you up some questions here, mostly uh, roster construction late a little bit longer term though. Just give me your best, uh, you know, uh, your uh, best foresight as we will. And, you know, of course, of course, when things uh, go any differently, we'll blame you 100% on uh, the predictions here Absolutely. as they stand in February. So uh, with that in mind, so I've seen some mock drafts, you know, Florida's Kyle Pitts, potentially a tight end high and wide receiver may being added to this group. Do you think the 49ers will add another high and wide receiver tight end or are they content with the guys that got there now?
1: Uh, I think they'll add at that position, but not in the first round. I can't see them going that it seems like such a luxury item.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. All right, moving on to the backfield. Raheem Mostert still under contract, but now Tevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon are unrestricted free agents. Do you think there's enough confidence in Mostert and Jeff Wilson to pretty much ride with that two RB backfield, or do you think they'll address this position group as well?
1: Not in the draft. I think they have confidence in those guys and Jermichael Hasty, who played well in a really limited window last year. I think they will bring somebody in that, you know, the Shanahans, they love to pluck these running backs out of the undrafted free agent pile. I think they'll find somebody like that, but I don't think they'll spend a draft pick at running back.
0: So in your opinion, it probably be another committee system, we're not gonna see most of it really take over as some of us fancy footballers would like.
1: No, I don't think that they can. I think they know that they can't give him that kind of workload. It's why they invested in Jeff Wilson. I think in their mind, one is just as good as the other. And so between the two, they
0: will equal one workhorse running back. Wilson did finish that season strong, but man, you give Mostert a crease. You see him topping those, some of those next gen speed charts. Oh man. You know, I just wish we could see him with 20 plus uh, touches a game, but maybe uh, on another squad eventually. All right. Question number three. So George Kittle, we know he's cemented as the offense's engine. I already know one of the biggest off season storylines. So it's going to be Debo Samuel versus Brandon Ayuk in fantasy land. Who do you expect to be more productive out of the two or will it pretty much just be a somewhat equal situation? Similar to kind of, I guess, what we saw with uh, Debo and Emmanuel Sanders in 2019.
1: That's the frustrating thing. I think you're going to see it be pretty similar to what it has been. And I think the reason is the quarterback issues. Brandon Ayuk is a stud. The dude can play. I think he's the best wide receiver on the team already. He can get open and he can get open deep, which would be great, except the 49ers don't have a quarterback that can get him the ball. So I think the potential is there. Like, if the 49ers somehow managed to get Kirk Cousins, like Brandon ayuk stock to me would go way up because he's not as much of a gadget player as Debo Samuel. He would be a legit number one wide receiver for them. But if if the roster stays as it is now, what you see is what you get.
0: Yeah, and that's you know, throughout the whole first part of this year was always Drew Brees and his noodle arm. And I'd always look at the deep ball rates and yeah, Brees is at the bottom, but Jimmy G was usually right there, if not even lower. And yeah, to your point, you know, all those pop passes, all those design plays for Debo. It does seem like, you know, if they had more of a, you know, just true high-end quarterback, this, you know, ceiling's the freaking roof for Iowa. We're gonna take a quick break to pay some bills. Have you ever wanted to give yourself better odds on winning a bet? Well, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you a chance to do just that. All players who place a bet on Sunday night's basketball game between LA and Denver will have a hand in lowering the over-under on the game. That's right, for every 1,000 players who bet the over on Sunday night's game, the over-under will drop by one full point. Every better who hammers the over in Sunday's Denver versus Los Angeles game helps to lower the game's over-under. And if that isn't enough excitement for you, there is a huge title fight happening this weekend. At at UC 258. So we need you to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up to hammer the over on Sunday night's basketball game when LA takes on Denver. Again, for every 1,000 people that bet the over in Sunday's game, the line will decrease by one point. Yes, this is your chance to improve the odds of the over hitting. So tell your friends and family. This is a team effort. Hammer the over and improve your odds of doubling your money. That's promo code PFF. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Or in Virginia, call 888-532-3500. What he did as a rookie, even you know, playing through a little bit of the pain early on. I see why Kyle Shanahan after the draft said that Ayuk was his number one ranked wide receiver. I mean, my goodness.
1: Yeah, he is incredible, and you could see him get more comfortable throughout the season. He was separating from guys. He was getting open. And more importantly, you could see the frustration with him on some of the passes, even some of the passes he did catch. There was one deep ball in particular that should have been a touchdown because he burnt the wide <laughs> res- or the cornerback like toast, and Jimmy G just threw it, and Ayuk basically had to do everything he could just to catch it and keep his feet in bounds. And after the play, he kind of like – shrugs his arms because he's mad because he knows so he's there at that point it's just he's kind of held back right now.
0: Yeah, I think I remember that exactly. Had to turn his entire body around to you know kind of catch that one and get it up. Yep. So 40 yard gain that could have been much more certainly frustrating for Ayuk with that one. All right, so on the defensive side a little bit here, interior defensive line again, you know, just looking at just the kind of the overall 2021 spending distribution. This is a spot that they're pretty much ignoring right now, and you know, only the Raiders have fewer 2021 $20, dollars devoted to the group. I mean, is this just an instance though where you have Nick Bosa, you have D Ford, you have such studs already uh, edge defender that they're pretty much willing to kind of sacrifice that interior defensive line nose guard defensive tackle spot? Well, they did
1: take Javon Kinlaw in the first round last year, at defensive yeah. tackle. So he doesn't make a ton of money, but they did invest the first round pick in him. So he's there, but ideally for the 49ers, what they'd like to do is, is put Bosa on the edge and have Armstead line up inside next to Kinlaw. That's where they think Armstead is really effective, and that's where he was most effective in 2019. Even though he's technically a defensive end, on passing downs, they like to line him up inside because they feel like that's when he can really get to the quarterback. So I think that is sort of their plan for the interior defensive line there, even though technically Armstead's a DN
0: interesting yeah i mean we just can't overstate just you know on how many injuries And on your uh, twitter uh, cover photo i love how it's just a little graphic of 25 different players on ir 171 total games missed which were both most in the nfl truly like i know some people probably just you know didn't follow the 49ers as closely because they weren't really in playoff contention down the stretch but probably not another team and yeah according to this graphic there wasn't another team in the nfl that had wow. more injuries to deal with so good point there with you know having full health they can uh, kind of vote different resources around all right Final question here. Jimmy G two years left on his deal over under we'll go 13 and a half more starts in a 49ers uniform
1: over. I think he's going to play the whole thing. That's so that was my bold prediction was that he is not going anywhere because I think, honestly, I think they don't think they can upgrade, but I think that Kyle, there's a little bit of ego there. I think that he thinks we don't need to devote a first round pick to quarterback. Just give me a guy and I can scheme it up. I'll do the rest. I think it's part of the reason why he likes Kirk Cousins so much. Cause he's like, I've seen Kirk. He's a guy, he's sort of a robot. He might be a human sweater vest, but that's okay. He can get in there and get the job done. And I think that's what he thinks he needs. And that's all he thinks he needs. So I think Jimmy G is going to play over 13 starts. It might take him, (laughs) it might take him two years to get those 13 starts given his health situation, but he's going to be there.
0: And that's, you know, I, I would say gun to my head, I think you're right. And it hurts because I, you know, I wish there was something sexier on the horizon, but sheesh, man. All right, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it, Jimmy G. But, yeah, at least stay healthy, man. I know it's out of Jimmy's control, but I would at least, at least like to see him with an extended stretch, you know, more than just 2019. Because let's face it, he did in the second half of that 2019 season, maybe not the Super Bowl run, but he was, you know, had more on his plate, was making some better throws. We just really haven't seen him be healthy enough to do so. But, you know, we got we to gotta do what we can, I guess. So over 13 and a half more starts, yeah. Okay. I'm with you, Rob. I'm with you. I don't like it, but I am with you there. So, all right. That is going to be your uh, bull call then Jimmy G not going anywhere next two years,
1: not going oh, anywhere. And I wish it was, I wish it wasn't the case, <laughs> but it just, the, all the writing on the wall <laughs> seems to be pointing in that direction right now.
0: Great stuff, Rob. Well, thank you, man, for the time. Everyone Make sure you follow Rob on Twitter at stats on fire. What do you got in the uh, pipeline for, for the horizon? I should say uh, for the off season.
1: Oh, God. well, it seems like every week we have a different quarterback rumor. So we have been crushing that. I'm doing rain dances and jigs and anything possible to get to Watson in a 49ers uniform. I have straight up tweeted John Lynch, basically begging him to, to get it done. Um, we are on quarterback watch this offseason. And then as the draft ramps up, we are going to have breakdowns of every single prospect, especially the quarterbacks, because uh, that's what the fan base is thirsty for that. So that's what we give you.
0: Great stuff there. Yeah. Make sure to check out Rob and the entire SB Nation NFL team. And yeah, and what you said about Kyle, you know, kind of being an uh, ego ego type thing like him and obviously his dad, Mike Shannon, pretty much like the inventors of the idea that running backs don't matter. I guess it only makes sense, you know, 20, 30 years into that evolution. They say, you know what? Maybe quarterbacks don't matter as much as uh, everyone likes to think as well. So.
1: Yeah, except here's the thing, Kyle. Your dad, he had a pretty good quarterback. Like when you've got a Hall of Famer, you, you can that's good. Like you don't have to worry about the quarterback spot. You can worry about your running backs then. That's what you need, Kyle. Get a Hall of Famer. That makes your system, that's how you win back-to-back Super Bowls.
0: But I'm with you, man. The Sean Watson, the 49ers, borderline erotic. No doubt about that. <laughs> All right, everyone, that's going to do it. He's Rob Guerrero. I'm Ian Hartz. Thank you as always for tuning to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. And until next time, take care, everybody.